Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Random Encounter 230 or 230. This is going to be an interesting episode. Uh, we're doing something a little bit different this time. Usually we have some guests on, we talk about things, we figure that kind of thing out, we talk about reviews, we talk about features. Today we're going to be doing that, but we are also recording at the same time the Game Awards are on. So that, and I mean like right now, like I am watching it. The Game Awards just started 13 minutes ago. So uh, it's on my screen. So what we're going to be doing here is as like world premiere features and, and, and trailers and stuff come out, I will be jumping in and interrupting our panelists if they are in the middle of a very complicated thought, but they like announce Final Fantasy 16, then we are def- I'm going to be like, ah, hang on, everybody. We have to take a look at this. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be breaking news episode, hopefully. Uh, but let's meet our guests tonight. So first up, we have Nikki Ficori. Hello, it's me. And we have, Br- yes, it's you, Nikki Ficori. Uh, and uh, we also have Brian McKenzie. Hey. Brian McKenzie, the one who apparently has caught them all, which should give you an idea about what we might be talking about later in this episode. Um, so let's take a look. So there's already been some pre-show announcements and some world premiere trailers. Uh, we're just going to take a quick look at some of the news that has been announced uh, or new trailers, that kind of thing. So the one that you know caught everyone by surprise was Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, which is a re-release. I, at first, you see that kind of thing and you're like, oh my God, there's going to be a new Persona and it's not new. But it is uh, a re-release that came out in 2014, but now... This is a Persona 4 fighting game that is going to be coming out on PlayStation 4, Steam, and Switch, um, which I think many people are going to be excited about. Uh, Something that took me off guard because I was always a fan of their work and uh, recently watched a documentary about their fall. Telltale Games is back with a new adventure game, The Expanse, a Telltale series, and that is going to be based on The Expanse, which is an Amazon show, Amazon sci-fi show. Square Enix debuted a new trailer for their online multiplayer action RPG, Babylon's Fall. Uh, Solosi is probably screaming because we got a new trailer for the expansion of Monster Hunter Rise. It's Sunbreak, and it's going to be coming this summer. And the thing that really caught my eye, because I I love them, is something that looks maybe like a Metroidvania. Uh, And, you know, we sometimes cover Metroidvanias, and we sometimes don't, because, you know, it depends on whether or not there are going to be RPG features. But this one had numbers on the screen as they hit people. And when there are numbers on the screen, I get excited. So it's called Have a Nice Day, and it's apparently about a a very cartoon version of death. Uh, So yeah, uh, lots of announcements that have already happened. Uh, Do either of you have any, like, saw anything and went, oh my goodness, that sounds interesting. I'm I'm pretty excited about uh, the Persona 4 Arena. Uh, I'm a big fighting game and RPG guy. So, I mean, when the original game came out, I played that a bit. Uh, but I've gotten a lot better at fighting games uh, since I've gotten older, so I'm excited to try it again now that I'm uh, a bit better at that genre. Mm-hmm. I think it looks really pretty. I like Mason Pixel Art. Oh yeah, it's a great looking game. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty excited about Telltale uh, because I, I I don't I haven't pl- I haven't watched The Expanse, uh, so I'm not super excited about that particular game. What I would be excited about is that they announced the second season of uh, the uh, Fables adventure game the wolf among us um because i've always been a big fan of the comic books and i think they knocked it out of the park with those uh with that uh, series and uh yeah it's interesting how telltale has splintered over the last few years and uh though they are now apparently releasing some new games which is surprising because they rather spectacularly and famously uh went bankrupt or folded 
Uh, there are some other games that are coming out, uh, re-releases like Sam and Max Beyond Space and Time Remastered just came out and I love that game. Like I just love it. And uh, yeah, they are not, uh, it's it's a, from a company called Skunk Ape, Ga- Skunk Ape Games, which is a small team of people who worked at the original uh, on the original games at Telltale. So apparently they got the rights to that. So there are there's a lot of Telltale content coming out lately. Yeah, I was surprised to hear that. Uh, I wasn't sure we were ever going to see a Telltale game again. Uh, certainly not for a while. So that was some surprising news for me. Positive news, though. Yeah, it is positive. It's nice. It, it's nice to see that kind of thing. And uh, a, a company may be rising from the ashes, although I am a little concerned that it was licensing licensed games that kind of brought about their downfall. So I, uh, I'm a little concerned that it might be continuing with that, with the expanse, but we'll see. Um, well, let's take a look at some news now that has nothing to do with the game awards, at least not yet. And it is something of great interest to RPG fans all over the world, which is a crossover. And, you know, we sometimes see crossovers, but this one is very special. So there is a game called, it's a single player RPG for mobile called Another Eden, The Cat Beyond Space and Time. And uh, this was designed by uh, some of the creators of the Chrono Trigger series, so Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross. Uh, And there were a lot of similarities when it was first announced a few years ago. There was a lot of speculation about it being a new Chrono Trigger game, but it wasn't, it was unrelated. But, you know, they had a lot of similarities, similar character designs. Uh, There was a warrior frog and uh, yeah, it turns out that we are going to be getting some just wonderful Chrono uh, crossover because they are doing one. It's called Complex Dream, and it's going to be a crossover with the characters of Chrono Cross. Um, and uh, I'm just curious, are either of you excited about this? I was just going to say I'm excited for the fans who are excited. <laughs> That's it. You, have you never played Chrono Trigger? Uh, I am a real fan of RPGs, I swear. I know you are. Um, hmm, might need to do something about that in the future then. Uh, yeah, well, I'm excited for people too, because I mean, I've I've gone off on some rants about Chrono Cross the last few weeks, and I don't want to do another one. So Brian, you take it from here. Yeah, I, I was pretty unfamiliar with Another Eden until I actually wrote the news article on this, so I looked into it a bit. And it looked pretty cool. I'm actually thinking about trying it out when the uh, when the crossover came out comes out, which is actually today. So maybe I'll check it out this weekend. But it looked pretty neat. Usually, I'm not a big mobile game guy. Uh, especially a lot of the RPG crossovers tend to be, you know, kind of like the gotcha multiplayer games. Yeah. Uh, and and there, you know, there's microtransactions and elements of that here. But it does look like it's basically a single-player kind of story-driven RPG, which is kind of neat to me. You don't see that on mobile games that often. Um, yeah, uh, we don't really know. I don't. We've gotten some hints about the plot, which, to be honest, don't really make a lot of sense to me because I haven't played. Uh, I haven't played the original yet. Um, but what we're looking at here is, let's see here. Uh, it is a crossover story. Uh, so it features uh, Surge, Kid, and Harl, and uh, apparently it's going to be taking place in a parallel reality uh, from another Eden, where uh, the main character like lost the big battle. So they are really going to be leaning into the uh, Chrono Cross alternate reality thing. So it's not just going to be like 
character skins it seems like they're actually doing some stuff oh yeah some of the the new mechanics that they said i know they said they're adding a new game plus with branching storylines which is neat and then you're also getting some kind of new mechanical options to the game they're adding combo attacks and field effects so you get the crossover content and then there's also some new mechanics and new story to come with it which is always nice um well the game awards just announced something star wars related called star wars eclipse I was watching it and I was like, this, this is way too, everything looks way too advanced to be uh, uh, anything from KOTOR. But uh, I mean, hey, maybe it's it's from Quantic Dream. Maybe it'll have something to do with RPGs. That would be pretty cool because I could go for a good Star Wars RPG. Well, uh, let's uh, let's dive into something that it's a slightly older game, but... Actually, both of the technically both of the games we're talking about today are older games, but they are very recent releases. So, Nikki, I would like to talk to you about Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc Anniversary Edition. Yes, that's a video game. I've heard it's a video game. There's definitely stuff going on. I've heard there are several video games in it. There are actually. I figured that out. Yeah. <laughs> It's a it's a series now. I went and I played the second one after I played the first one. So I I do know for a fact that that is true. There are multiple games in the series. It's not like someone made that up. It's real. Yeah. Uh, and they have all recently got re-released for the Switch, which is awesome because it's a, I imagine that it's a platform that is like tailor made for these type of games. So uh yeah, these are adventure games uh, with visual novel aspects of it. And many people talk about how I've, I've never played them before. I've always wanted to, and I'm actually getting pretty excited because they are on Switch now. And that seems to be exactly uh, what I uh, a platform that I would play it on. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about it, Danganronpa? From what I understand, Danganronpa was originally on the PSP. So when you're playing the, the port, on switch um you're not missing out on any sort of like touch screen controls or conveniences like you would be if you were playing for example um yeah. ace attorney right like the ace attorney one two three collection it feels like you're missing something when you're playing it on switch or you're playing it on like pc because you don't have that extra screen right yeah and it's interesting because ace attorney was on game boy advance originally but like wow the ds yeah. was like it's home it worked so well for that but uh thankfully for uh durian grapefruit that's <laughs> not really a problem um it's this uh it's it's a weird game so there are these high schoolers um the setting is Hope's Peak High School, and um, basically all of the students are scouted into that school because they are the literal best at what they do. So if the one student is like the best baseball player, he would be the ultimate baseball player. And if one of them is like the best martial artist, they would be the ultimate martial artist and stuff like that. But there's also a student who gets picked randomly by like a lottery drawing. And that's our main protagonist, uh, Nagi something. I forget all their names. I'm so sorry. Mm. Um, There's another character in the second game with a similar name that I'm very suspicious about because of how similar their names are. And it just makes me forget all their names. But anyway, main character Kuhn is the ultimate lucky student because he was picked 
completely randomly by this lottery system. And then he's like, wow, I'm so glad I'm going to this great prestigious school. It's so great. The saying goes that if you graduate from this high school, you are set for life because it is just that prestigious and you're going to have like everything you need to succeed in your adult life. So I'm so excited to go to this school. So he goes to the school and then he passes out. And that's not good because then when he wakes up, there's him and like a like a dozen or so, a little over a dozen other students. And then there's this bear and he's he's named Monokuma and he's a bad guy. He says, guess what, kids? You're stuck in the school. And they're like, that's not good. How do we get out of the school? And he said, this is how you can do that. If you kill somebody and get away with it, you can leave the school. And they're like, oh, that seems pretty illegal. And that's the premise of the game. Uh-oh, how do we get out of the school without killing people? If someone dies, who's the killer? Because we can't let him get away with it. Because if we let him get away with it, then the bear's going to kill us. Because only one person is going to leave the school alive. Uh-oh, danger. Why is this happening at all? And all sorts of cool mysteries to solve with uh, you and your friends. Or are they your friends? Oh, yes, you got to find out. Because what if they try to kill you? That's the game. It's always important to find out if your friends want to kill you or not. Yeah, that would be important. That's the thing, right? It's like, oh, do how can I? I want to trust my friends. I want to trust these people that I'm living with. But you never know how much hmm. they want to leave. And, you know, maybe it seems like, oh, things are kind of calming down. Maybe we can live together happily in this like high school that provides us with food and stuff. But then Monokuma shows up and is like, I have a motive for you guys. And he'll present something that makes people want to leave. So maybe, oh, if you can get away with the killing this time, I'll give you a billion dollars. Wow, maybe someone really needs a billion dollars, so now they're going to actually feel motivated hmm. to try to kill somebody. So all sorts of wild, wacky things happen in the Devil Survivor hmm. Gundam Wing game. Hmm. Yeah. Um, as someone who is a massive fan of, say, Ace Attorney, because I have been known to play an Ace Attorney game or two, I am curious how this game differs from that style of adventure game, because a lot of people compare the two, and I understand there are similarities, but uh, also a lot of differences, and not just because one takes place in a high school. What would you say is, like, how, how, do, how do they play differently? Playing differently? Wow, uh, they're very different. Um, so what the... There's gonna be there's gonna be like a a murder, right? And it's like, uh oh. One sec, Nick. Oh my god. Yeah. Did they announce Ace Attorney nine hundred? It looks like they announced Alan Wake two, which I just finished yesterday. Whoa. Oh, that's very exciting. That's very exciting. It's not an RPG. It has adventure game elements, but yeah, they just announced Alan Wake two. Okay, sorry. Continue. Amazing. Whoa. No, that's cool. Yeah. So, um. Basically, uh, you find a body and it's like, wow, that's a dead person. We need to investigate. So you go around and you look for clues. And that's kind of similar to Ace Attorney where you'll talk to people, you'll get their, you know, their own 
accounts and you'll look around and you'll look on the floor and you'll look inside of a like a drawer or something and be like wow this looks like some crucial piece of evidence and then you'll put it in your little evidence pile and then you go to the trial and it's funny because it's a school trial a gakuen saibon not a turnabout trial like a Yakuten Saibon. It's so funny. I laugh every time. So what you do in the school trial, they have, they, it's, it's very interesting. So there are three different ways. There's technically a fourth thing that happens at the end, but okay. we'll start with the three things first. First, the kids talk. They're all in a circle and they just kind of say, okay, we need to figure out who killed this person so that we don't die. Because if they get away with it, then we'll die. And we don't want to do that. That's not good. So they'll start with however they feel is most appropriate. Oh, let's establish the time of death. And then they start talking. And it is in real time, essentially. They will uh, start the testimony. Someone will say something. And the words will go across the screen. And then the next person will say something after a set amount of time. And it'll go across the screen and it keeps going like that. You can slow time down by concentrating, but you can't actually stop and go back and forth the way you can in Ace Attorney. You have to keep up with what they're saying okay. when they're saying it. And you, um, during these uh, testimonies, you are given a certain number based off of the difficulty that you selected, either like easy, normal or hard. You'll get a certain number of bullets, right? And those are basically curated from your evidence list. Since everything is in real time, they don't want to give you like your huge evidence list because you can't just stop and think about it in the same manner that mm. you do an ace attorney. So you have in normal mode, it's usually three different pieces of evidence. And you're like, okay, with these three in mind, I have to look at what they're saying and then find the contradiction. And when you see the contradiction, you got to aim with the cursor, select the correct evidence, and then shoot it. And then you'll be like, hold on, that's not right. And then you keep the conversation going. And then they're like, oh, what a good point. Let's, you know, keep the conversation moving in that direction. And then they'll start a new conversation where you have to keep going and shooting down, very literally shooting down incorrect statements to figure out what happened so you can figure out who did the bad. I've always felt that Ace Attorney needed a light gun segment. Oh, you say that? And I just remembered there's a very funny part in uh, the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles where like, you know how they have that like sound effect when uh, when Ryunosuke takes metaphorical damage and he slams yep. against the uh, the wall? There was... There was one, I don't know, I can't remember if it was, it must have been from a real case, because there was a gun in at least one of the cases, where um, Von Zeeks is like, this is the gun, and it shows the picture of the gun as evidence, and then Ryunosuke just takes the damage, and out of context, it looks like he got <laughs> shot. I forgot about that. I just can't, I'm sorry, that's um. really <laughs> Okay, that's 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 the way it works. Yes. Yeah. So basically, danger. Children with evidence. Danger guns. or danga. So actually, so yeah. Um, 
dragon fruit uh, guacamole is a really weird name for a game, but apparently it translates to something like bullet refutal or something like that. So it's literally like about how you shoot things in the game. Like the, that's literally what the game name translates to. It's about that mechanic. Yeah, it makes sense with trigger happy havoc. Right. I When I was reading your review, uh, there were a number of things that stood out to me, but one of them being is you were very enthusiastic about the soundtrack. Wow. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's amazing. I, I immediately went and got like the official soundtrack after I finished the game. It's if... If it was not like a re-release of mm-hmm. of an older game, because the soundtrack is the same as the original, it's not like new or anything. If this was like an all new thing, I would say this is like soundtrack of the year 2021. This yeah, is, it, the, it's this amazing. is a this is a series that is known for their soundtracks, and it sounds like. I mean, you've certainly been playing your way through it. So you're on the second one now? Yeah, I'm partway through the Uh, second one. What are the chances that once you finish that, that you're going to be moving on to the third one? That really depends. That really depends. It's all up to chance. Well, not really up to chance. There's... It, it depends on my feelings about this. Okay, if you... I mean, if you really like the second one, I could... We don't have a review for Danganronpa V3, so if if it catches your attention and you would like to... Uh, you'd like to review it, please give me a heads up. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I think I'm halfway through the second one. I think. If it's the same, if it's about the same length as the as the first one, then I'd be like about halfway through now. Just one second. Uh, sorry, I'm just trying, I'm trying to do three things at once here. It's, I've never actually, I've never actually run a podcast before where I'm like, talking to somebody about something, but at the same time, this guy is like going on and on about video games. Ugh, video games. How exhausting. Oh, yeah. I'm not watching it. I think my computer would explode if I had that open at the same time. That's okay. Oh, we got another world premiere. And is it anything that we would even remotely care about? Come on, come on, come on. Disheveled Gambler 4, <laughs> right as we're talking about the series? What That's is this? great. Oh, oh, we do care about this. Yeah, well, some of us more than others. I imagine that Caitlin is currently freaking out. Um, it is, whoa, hello. Okay, uh, yeah, so this is um, uh, Horizon uh, Forbidden West, it looks. Um, and it looks like they have... Uh, so there are lots of costumes and this is it, it's it's this is a game that many people are eagerly anticipating at the site. Um, the first one is downloaded on my PS5 and it's one of those games that I need to play. Uh, but yeah, this trailer looks this trailer looks good. I loved that um that underwater section they showed. That looked awesome. Yeah, Rise Above Our Ruin is the title and it's going to be Horizon Forbidden West and yeah, oh okay, we have a live musical performance. I guess, um, which we do not need to talk about. So, uh, okay, Nikki, just one last thing. Uh, you mentioned, you know, your your friends and that kind of thing. How big does relationship building play into this game? I like it in the first game um, because it's never too fanservice-y or pandery. It really helps you see, like, the characters as they are on their own right like their own kind of motives their own like the agency they exert um and it just kind of helps i don't think it's it's not so crucial from a storytelling perspective which is nice because if you end up like 
going after a certain character to build your level and then they end up dying. It's like, oops, I didn't get to see the end of Mm. that storyline. But it's so they're written with that in mind. It's good that you get special skills as you interact with them. So you do have a, a gameplay reason to want to do that. What I like is how it kind of ties into this idea where it's like, I really like this character. I want to get to know them. But then you kind of stop yourself and say, hold on. But if this makes me like them more, I'm going to be especially devastated if they are either one, the next person to die or two, the next person to commit a kill, in which case we have to send them off to get, you know, executed because we have to, you know, reveal them as the murderer. So I liked how that played into it, where you want to get to know these characters more because they're a rather enjoyable cast of characters. So of course you want to get to know them more, but then you're also really like wary about how is this going to make me feel by the time the next chapter is finished and who knows who's going to still be alive by then. So I liked how that played into it. Oh, hang on. We have something that looks Final Fantasy based here. This is Final Fantasy something. Uh, Final Fantasy seven. I'm just going to turn it up i i don't know if this is this is all from the yeah remake. this is all from the remake but like and, and yeah integrated. so are they going to be releasing a package deal or like i'm just curious if this is a sizzle reel or if this is uh going to be an announcement for something new okay oh pc there it is it's on epic so december 16th Ooh. uh it is going to be final fantasy 7 remake and it looks like integrate as well is going to be released on the pc um this will likely be of great interest to many people on the site and to many people listening um, who do not currently have a PlayStation 5 or, I guess, PlayStation 4 either. So, yeah, uh, that's going to be available. So that's pretty cool. Um, okay, well, thank you very much, Nikki, for walking us through that. I have wanted to play this game for a while. Uh, Solosi occasionally gets on my back about it, and he's like, yeah, you'd, you'd really like this. Um, so I really don't have much of an excuse to uh, not play it at this point because it's on every platform that I can imagine and several that I very much enjoy. Um, yeah, I will definitely be playing that. Uh, have either of you played final fantasy seven yet? The remake. <laughs> yep. And definitely if you haven't, you should get it on PC. It's quite good. I recently bought it on PlayStation five and boy, I'm dumb. Um, because it's coming out on PC and I would have preferred to have it on PC, but Oh, well, uh, Nikki, do you have any interest in playing Final Fantasy VII? Have you played the original yet? <laughs> yeah, I have. I have the original on my Switch. I just haven't played it yet. Yeah, I haven't played the original since it first came out. Um, I beat it, and I. I mean, what am I talking about? No, Final Fantasy VII. I play. I played it like when it first came out, and I played it a few years later. It's not my favorite Final Fantasy, uh, which might be one of the reasons I was a little reluctant to play the remake. But I mean, I don't have an excuse to not play the remake. It's apparently one of the best RPGs of the last couple of years. So I really need to get on that. And this might be what pushes me into it. I mean, we're going to be reviewing this. There's no chance in heck that we're not because it's coming out on PC. That's a major deal uh, because it's going to be opening up to a much larger audience. Um, makes me wonder what it would look like with like a 3090. Um, not that I have a 3090 on my computer. I have a, I have a 1070 TI, which is not the cutting edge. Um, and I've actually noticed I, I've been playing, I've been playing Remedy games the last few days, which is one of the reasons I was so excited about Alan Wake 2 is I, like, I just finished Alan Wake 2 
And then I played Alan Wake American Nightmare. And the reason I played both of those is because I got to the DLC section of uh, Control and it's like an entire Alan Wake uh, DLC in this game. So I really, really wanted to play them. And now that this is announced, I am very excited. Um, very excited. Anyway, okay. So uh, let us move on to a... I mean, this wasn't a remake. The Danganronpa was just a re-release. The Anniversary Edition came out on a new platform. But we do have a remake here. And it is a remake of a absolutely beloved game. Um, actually, two. Technically, two beloved games. And those games are Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, which were for the Game Boy Advance. And they have now been remade... Uh, from the ground up as Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which I'm going to refer to as Shiny per- or Shiny Diamond for the remainder of this, so I don't have to say that reti- uh, that incredibly long sentence repeatedly. Uh, and Brian, you gave these a review, and you enjoyed them with some caveats, right? Yeah, I actually had a really hard time scoring this game. Um, I, I think... It's, it's tough with Pokemon remakes because I think if it's your first time playing a Sinnoh game, Brilliant Diamond's great and it's probably the one you should play if it's your first time playing it. But when you look at it from a remake perspective, especially when you look at kind of what we've come to expect from Pokemon remakes, where we had Heart Gold uh, and Soul Silver, which I feel like are kind of the gold standard, um, and then Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby, where, you know, it's the same game and then they, they added that post-game bit. Uh, Whereas in this, it really is, it's just a one-to-one recreation of Diamond and Pearl. And I say just, that doesn't mean it's bad, it's still good, but it's missing a lot of the bells and whistles and extra content that maybe older fans have come to expect from their remakes. Mm. Um, And I know that, that it's also been a little controversial because of some of the modernizations they made, most of which I like, um, but I know that the big one, and this was, was a big thing in sword and shield too um that i talk about in the review was the the exp share which is probably the biggest mechanical change from the originals to this remake uh like in terms of gameplay that's the big change really um and and it has kind of a mixed effect on the game where it's nice in that it means you can catch a pokemon and get them up to speed quickly you don't have to grind ever but at the same time, it feels like the game isn't quite balanced around it. Because it wasn't balanced around it. Yeah, well, they rebalanced it a little bit. Um, some of the some of the Pokemon are at different levels. Actually, the Elite Four was pretty good. That was the first place I got to where I was like, okay, I'm roughly on par with the Pokemon here. But like by the time I was at the fifth gym, I was like 10 to 15 levels higher than everything I was going mm. against. Um which can be fun to an extent, but I think for a lot of people, it's going to make the gameplay a little dull. Okay. Well, the thing I've heard most about this game is that it is, like you said, it is extremely faithful to the original. Like, obviously, graphics completely, com- brand new graphics, inspired by the original, but, like, obviously, brand new graphics. Um, and you'd like, like you said, some quality life features like experience share, autosave, that kind of thing. Um what what aside from just quality of life, is there anything at all different about these remakes? Or is it entirely an exercise in nostalgia? It's definitely primarily an exercise in nostalgia, but they did make a couple changes that I quite liked. Uh, one that I think is basically just an improvement on the original is the underground has been vastly expanded both in size and in functionality. So in the original Diamond and Pearl, in the, the underground was basically just for secret base building and you could mine the walls for items. 
And you can still do that in the underground in um, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Um, but it's much bigger. And they added like little Pokemon hideouts, uh, which are small biomes where Pokemon wander around. Kind of like a very small wild area for Absorbing okay. Shield. Um, and there's a lot of Pokemon that can only be caught in those biomes. So like if you're a completionist or if there's some special Pokemon you want, it's an area you kind of have to check out. And I thought that was a big improvement on the original. Um, it's still kind of just as disconnected from the main game as it was in the original. So you never have to go down there, but it's definitely worth spending some time down there if you pick up the game. Hmm. Um, the other mechanical change they made was to Pokemon contests, which are vastly simplified now. Uh, before they were kind of multiple rounds and you had the the main round was like this follow the leader type mm -hmm. mini game, like a Simon Says type deal. Uh, and in this one, it's basically just a simple rhythm game. Uh, you pick your Pokemon for the contest, you pick its contest move, and then you just tap A to the rhythm. Um, and so, I mean, whether you'll like the gameplay changes or not as a mix, I like rhythm games, so it appealed to me. But what I actually really like about the Pokemon contest that made me spend more time on them in this game is th this is where the graphics really shined for me because you get like four Pokemon on a stage doing a little dance routine <laughs> instead of just little sprites bouncing back and forth. And that was a lot of fun for me. Oh, that sounds cute. Um, and I guess the only other change they made, well, I mean, besides the quality of life ones and the modernizations, uh, is Pokemon follow you mm -hmm. around now, uh, which actually was a feature kind of in the original there was one location in the original diamond and pearl where you could walk around with your choice of 11 pokemon which it was all of the starters and their evolutions i think pikachu and then one other pokemon mm -hmm. um in this one you can walk around with any pokemon wherever whenever uh, which is fun it is a little, the outcome is a little mixed depending on what Pokemon you put out because they all kind of get scaled down to being similar to your size. Yeah. So if you pick a big Pokemon, sometimes they look a little funny and some of them have a bit of a funny animation. I know one that's been making the rounds on Twitter has been Ekans, who just kind of slides around like a Roomba. <laughs> Uh, super deformed Pokemon. Um, <laughs> but mo for the most part, it's a great feature and most of the Pokemon look fine. So despite the occasional awkwardness, I, I was really happy with that feature addition. Um, I mean, obviously the, uh, like they, you know, brand new graphics, all that. And, uh, what about the soundtrack? So they, I imagine they have completely reorchestrated soundtrack at this point because uh, otherwise it would just be a, it would yes. be a GDA sound card. Yep. All, all new versions of the old songs, and I really like them. I would say, I, I would go so far as to say I like pr almost every new version better than the original version um, in terms of the soundtrack. Uh, and I liked the original soundtrack. So definitely, you know, definitely worth a listen to the soundtrack. Uh, they're all fairly faithful to the original, but with, you know, just some slight adjustments. Um, so you'll, you'll feel nostalgic if you played mm -hmm. the original. But either way, you'll love the soundtrack. Interesting. Um, I, I, this is might not necessarily be in our coverage, but is it is of interest to me because um, they mentioned Silent Hill. Um, I'm curious where they're going with this. Uh, no point in doing. Oh, hello. Oh, that's Some oh, kind of is horror. horror is horror is horror <laughs> indeed. Oh, look at her go. Oh, look at her. Oh, she's becoming a, a bone dinosaur. Okay. 
Uh, this, oh, holy. Okay, so we've got quite a bloody, bloody horror game here. Oh, it looks like there's some blood powers. You can create a blood sword. Uh, definitely not a game in our coverage. Well, I say definitely, but there's no way to know until more comes out. Slitherhead. Now, that is a title. Um, okay, uh... Here's a question for you. What do you hope the next Pokemon game to be remade is going to be? Well, if you had to choose one, we're actually starting to we're starting to reach the level now where they don't need to be remade. That's true. Um, and and kind of the my answer is kind of the easy one. Gen five is one of my favorites, so I do hope they do that one next. Um, although I wouldn't be opposed to. Um, I really enjoyed the Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to them doing that for, for Johto. I think that would be fun. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, we've got something here. I don't know what this is, but looks like it could, could be in our coverage. Maybe, uh, nothing like, nothing like evil characters with faces on their foreheads. What the heck is this game is a big monster and she has a gun, but I don't think she's hunting for it. There's a portal network. I'm not sure. This is, this is, this, okay. It's, it's definitely, uh, it's first person. It looks like there's hunting mechanics. It'd be a real, real departure for Far Cry. So, although that would be an interesting take for them to go on. Um, oh, and there's another portal. And yeah, I don't know what this is, but it looks like it could be. Oh, and it looks like there's smithing mechanics. There are guns. There's a revolver. Oh, there's city building. Oh, this this looks intriguing. This looks very intriguing. I'm. I, I do not. I just have no idea. I don't know what this game, this game is. is. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, it says it's a world premiere, so. It looks maybe it is a actual world premiere or maybe like the title is going to come out and we'll be like oh yeah but i don't know this is this is looking like it might just be something that uh something that we want to take a look at okay so it looks like victorian victorian kind of high fantasy colonialism um nightingale you're slightly ahead of me i don't know what this game is it's called nightingale nightingale but it, it looks uh it looks pretty interesting i i like the look at this um i imagine that we'd be getting more information if i had the volume on at all because it's kind of difficult to listen to something and listen to you and this so i'm kind of like going by the visuals alone um i, I have it subtitled and it's not that much more clear to me there are closed captioning of course there are that's brilliant that's something that uh, hey they're canadian yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, go Canada. Um, well, let's. Uh, we're going to be bringing this podcast uh, to a wrap pretty soon because, uh, I mean, as much as I would enjoy talking about this all night, um, we want to keep the podcast down to a reasonable length. So uh, we're just going to, I guess, jump to the end of the Game Awards, but we're not really. Uh, so the discussion question this week is going to be, now we haven't reached it yet, but I wanted to ask, what do you hope is going to be the last world premiere trailer in the show? So, uh, Nikki, if you could, if you were watching this and, oh my God, it's, it's so unexpected. You don't know. You, you couldn't believe it. What is the trailer at the end of the show that you want it to be? Uh, yeah. Hades 2. Hades harder. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope they call it that. Wouldn't that be Hades so harder. good? I, I really do want one game series just to like follow the diehard naming convention to a T like the, the next one would be like Hades with a vengeance. Yeah. Hey, you Pikachu, Pikachu too. Hey, harder. That's the, that's hey, the harder. one. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> that's the, well, that wouldn't be a remake, right? That would be an actual bonus. It would have to sequel. be. Yeah. Um, I mean the one I, I imagine the one you would like to see would be uh, Pokemon snap, snap harder. Yes, that's right. 
Yeah. Snap harder. Um, snap hard with a vengeance. <laughs> Live free or snap hard. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, Brian, if you could choose, uh, if you could like magically bring your uh, your preferred uh, your preferred trailer in, what would it be? Yeah, if it was entirely up to me, I would love a remake of Fire Emblem Four in the uh, Shadows of Valencia uh, art style. Yes, let's. I go. agree. That would be awesome. How about we're okay? We're gonna limit ourselves a little bit more to realism. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I mean, I'd say the next mainline Fire Emblem, then. Any Fire Emblem announcement would make me very excited. Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. And it's actually not necessarily unexpected because Nintendo has made some pretty big announcements at uh, the Game Awards. So, oh, hang on. We have a what looks to be a world premiere here. Uh, it looks like Gollum. Uh, it looks like Gollum. I, this isn't it's not an announcement. Gollum had a solo game, but I don't know how much we knew about it. Um, I... Uh, yeah, uh, I don't think this is going to have anything to do with us. Um, but if you like Lord of the Rings, then this might be of great interest to you uh, because it looks like it might be better than The Hobbit. Um, for me, I, I'm just going to go and say, you know what? I just want Breath of the Wild too. That's what I want. I know everyone's been talking about it and I know that people have been uh, joking about it and the best way to be disappointed is to say it out loud. But I'm sorry, I I think this would be a pretty cool place for it to be announced. And it's going to be the last big, I suspect that this is going to be the last big end of the year uh, game announcement session. There's not going to be, there's not going to be like a direct or anything. It's going to be, uh, this would be the perfect place to announce it for a release in 2022. I don't know if it'll happen or not. In fact, I suspect it won't because, you know, that would be amazing. Um, so I'm going to choose, sorry, I, I got off on a little bit of tension there. So I'm going to, why, why is everyone in Final Fantasy 14 eating pizza? Grubhub crossover. There's a, <laughs> it's not a joke. It's a Grubhub uh, event. Okay. So there's crossovers with Chrono Cross and crossovers with Grubhub. Okay. That's. Yeah. All right. Time to start playing. I really do think uh, Breath of the Wild 2 is actually one of the Maybe the only game that I think would would not be lackluster is the last reveal because we're supposed to get Elden Ring in this, right? What else could you put after Elden Ring that's more exciting? Yeah, Breath of the Wild would be one hell of a showstopper. Uh, the only thing I can think of that it wouldn't be for the mainstream though. The only thing I could think of that would remotely get the same amount of hype would be the announcement of uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song. That'd be big. Yeah, people would. Like yes, that. I would like that very, very, very much. Uh, because I'm one of those people who like every single friggin' game announcement, I'm like, come on, Silk Song, come on, Silk Song. And then it just doesn't happen. And it's very sad for everyone, uh, especially me. Um, all right. Well, thank you both very much for coming on to the show and for, uh, and for, uh, dealing with my somewhat distracted looking over at the screen, looking back over at the computer, uh, kind of thing going on here. Um, oh, hang on. We have another game announcement of some kind. Um, what is this? Uh, it looks cold. I don't know what this is. It looks hyper stylized. I probably nothing that's in our coverage. Here, here's the problem with me is that I want everything to be an RPG so we can cover it because I love. I just it like game announcements just get me excited, even if it's not necessarily a game that I'm interested in playing or a genre that I'm interested in uh, following. It is just really exciting to watch people uh watch people get excited about this kind of thing actually this this looks slightly adventure gamey i was gonna say i feel like um with a little stretching most things can be RPGs. everything's an rpg nowadays because there's rpg mechanics and everything you are literally playing a role exactly. in a game true 
every game is an every game is an rpg yeah we've we've talked about we've had many discussions at the site about what constitutes an rpg how can we cover these games um like i said this is going to be a bit of a weird episode because uh you know we're jumping around we're trying to asbestos safety curtain what the heck is going on here i don't know but the curtain said asbestos uh is this bioshock no the, the what the drums say cuphead. oh this is cuphead is okay cuphead i looked in the background i looked in the background <laughs> i didn't see cuphead i looked in the background and saw something that looked like it was underwater and i was about to lose my mind no it definitely had the bioshock color palette yeah and asbestos the asbestos screen that seems very very andrew ryan cutting corners all right. Anyway, so let's let's uh, we'll wind this down for now. Uh, thank you both very very much for coming on to the show and dealing with my ramblings as I am distracted by the screen and also by uh, what you're saying and my own thoughts and apparently my obsession with uh, remedy games now. Um, I really need to play Quantum Break now. I'm still I'm still jonesing for their unique mix of like storytelling and and like building in television shows and film and to be completely honest kind of substandard combat that i don't really enjoy that much but i'm totally involved in the actual story so i'm willing to put that aside i thought control was passable i did not hate control i had a good time playing control alan wake less so i hated the combat in alan wake i just hated it yeah love the game hate the combat (laughs) i wasn't bad at it like there was nothing about it that like I was not, it just was, it got so repetitive. No, it's not even that hard. It's just not the most engaging. Yeah. It's not engaging. It's not fun, but I got so involved in the story. Like the story, I mean, for God's sake, it was just, it was Twin Peaks, the game. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful story. It's a wonderful story, but like even the sequel and there's like a doppelganger and you're like, oh gosh, this is, they are not just like doing Twin Peak references at this point. That is like copying the homework right down to the bit. Except if you copy David Lynch's homework, uh, you're going to end up with something that doesn't make sense to anyone. Um, so anyway, uh, if you enjoyed this episode of Random, which is going to be a slightly different episode, uh, we have lots of other episodes. Uh, going back, this is 230. So you have 229 episodes to uh, to give a listen to. Um if you enjoyed this and you would like to, I'm going to minimize this real quick so I am not distracted by Cuphead um, because Cuphead is very eye-catching. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, you might also enjoy some of our other podcasts, including Retro Encounter with Mr. Mike Solosi. Uh, we have our first part of Final Fantasy V coming out later this week. Then that's going to be followed by the second part of Final Fantasy V. And then we're going to be doing a review of 2021. Uh, so if you want to uh, take a look at some old games there and take a look back at the the retro year that was had, uh, please join us on Retro Encounter. But we also have Rhythm Encounter, which is RPG Fans Music Podcast. Um, our next episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, it's I'm not on it. I'm just excited to edit it. It's music that represents the elements. So like earth, fire, wind, water, the RPG elements. So these are songs that are going to represent those elements. So it's going to be a different mix of songs than we usually got. Um, and I just want to give a shout out to the last episode of Rhythm Encounter, which I was on, which was uh, NES music. And that was a blast because we got to listen to some beeps and bloops and talk about some classic music. And it was a, it was a really fun time. And I got to talk a little bit about Stephen Sondheim on it. And uh, yeah, it was a good episode, I think. And finally, we have our partner podcast, Phoenix Edge with Hat and Eric. They usually focus on RPG news and you can find them on YouTube. If you'd like to get in contact with us here at Random Encounter, you can fire us off a message at podcast at rpgfan.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, If you have any suggestions for future episode themes or you have discussion questions, we love getting discussion questions from people. Anything else, 
Just fire it off to that email address and I will get back to you. If you'd like to send me an email, you can do so at jlogan@rpgfan.com, or you can find me on Twitter at Jono underscore Logan. Uh, and Brian, where can we find you online? Uh, yeah, on RPG Fam and on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Badgerbarian. Badgerbarian, cool. And Nikki, where can we find you online? I'm on Twitter at Otome underscore Nikki. That's one K. There were two. That would be a diary. Ah, uh, it's like ah, uh, it's it's good. It just it hits the spot whenever you say that. So yeah, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends. Uh, help get the word out there. Uh, leave us a rating on iTunes or your podcast player of choice. And thank you very, very much for joining us here. Uh, we I really appreciate it. And we tried something a little bit different in this episode. So uh, yeah, it, we're wa- I'm going to continue watching the game. Oh, I missed a Sonic trailer, but I since I sincerely doubt it was a Sonic RPG, I don't think it matters. So yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, we might do it again in the future. Give me some feedback about it. We'll see what happens. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us. And whatever you're playing, have fun.